Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host, and I'm very happy that you were able to tune in with us today. Please stay with us for the whole hour because we have a program which you'll enjoy. And um, like always, from the beginning, I would like to invite you to be part of this program. And you can do that by just sending us a text message to the number 0488880811. Send a text message with your thoughts, a question, maybe just a remark in regard to the program, the topic we are approaching today. It's my privilege to welcome uh, our co-host uh, today. And I'm not sure if it's the first time or maybe I had another program with you, Lindy. Did we? No? The first time I'm um, welcoming uh, Lindy Spurring with us in the studio here and uh, she took over a series of programs for um, for two weeks. This week, we're just uh, concluding this week and uh, we're looking forward also for the next week. And the theme which we approach is the fire of revival. Mm. Now, uh, let me introduce a little bit uh, Lindy to you. If you tune in maybe the first time, you haven't heard the previous programs, but uh, Lindy is um, coordinating a prayer ministry for the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. Also, she's involved with women ministry. Lindy, what you can share with us, uh, just in a couple of words, what else do you do? Well, I suppose the one that relates to these programs is that I'm an associate speaker for Spirit Baptism Ministries. And this book that we're looking at, Steps to Personal Revival by Helmut Horbel and the 40-day books by Dennis Smith, uh, are a ministry across the world that are endeavoring to share this amazing message. Now, that's wonderful. And Lydia, um, we enjoyed the previous uh, programs. And I like to remind our listener that in case if uh, you miss out of some of the previous programs, you can always go back and listen uh, on demand. And the easiest way is to have your, um, uh, you know, app downloaded, Faith FM app. If you haven't done it yet, just go on your Play Store and download the Faith FM Australia. Make sure that's Faith FM Australia because otherwise we may take you to Faith FM um, United States. Uh, and download that app and you can listen on the previous programs, but you can listen on any other programs on demand. Also, you can go on faithfm.com.au and um, you can stream there. Now, uh, Lindy, uh, in the previous programs, uh, there were a few questions there, which we ask you, what is Jesus' most powerful message was one of the questions. And uh, I think uh, you were there with... um, We had Pastor Joseph Matichik on Monday. Right. We had Pastor Gary on Tuesday. We talk about what did Jesus teach about the Holy Spirit. Pastor David Butcher on Wednesday and then Pastor Gary again on Thursday. Exactly right. I had to think. And we asked these questions. um, I mean, as you mentioned, on Wednesday, you have uh, David. The question was, is there a spiritual cause to problems in the church. Mm. And David is the president of the South Australian uh, Conference, Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. And what a good question to ask uh, there. And then uh, the other day, as you just mentioned with um, uh, Gary, you talked about this uh, carnal Christianity. Is Mm. that possible? And um, I believe, you know, that was a good question to ask and then to address. 
Absolutely, absolutely. It sounds like a, a contrast in words, isn't it, Carnal mm. Christianity? But today, Lindy, we are going to look at this a little bit more um, with, for the time we have. Uh, is there a solution to carnal Christianity? Now, um, we acknowledge that, that we are all sinners, mm. that we are all uh, under this uh, curse, if you like, uh, except if we give ourselves to God, you know, and ask God for forgiveness and for to cover ourselves with his righteousness. That's right. And uh, that's where is, you know, the point of us turning from sinful life, you know, and we talk about revival here, you know, then it will happen. Mm. It will happen a revival. And a revival to happen, you need to put in place some reforms. Absolutely. And uh, we are going to look a little bit more um, today, is there a solution to uh, carnal Christianity? But uh, my dear friend, listening out there, um, I really like you to, to stay tuned uh, with us for the whole program because I have prepared for you uh, a beautiful book. And this is called The Science of Prayer. Now, you may not experience or you may not know how to pray or uh, you may not experience a, a prayerful life. Uh, we are all different, but we are on the journey, and we're inviting you to be part with us. If you like to uh, uh, call for this uh, book, I mean, to send a text message with the code SA46, and uh, we'll be very happy to give this uh, book uh, to you. Now, this is free of charge, no obligation. We are just enjoying to give a gift to our uh, listeners, and please uh, claim this one uh, because it's it's yours. Um, also, uh, during the program, we may um, put here a few plugs, a few advertisements for some of the programs going on this weekend. Uh, this is a, quite a big weekend for uh, us here in Australia because uh, uh, also uh, the voting is taking place. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and Lindy Spelling. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. It's also good to have David Elivan with us. Uh, as usual, David, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you, Nick. It's wonderful to be with you again. Hey, uh, this is a, quite a bit uh, different because uh, we are just a um, few hours before the, the voting will start casting. On, on election day, although, yeah. of course, many people have voted already. Yes, that's right. And I just want to maybe talk to you a little bit on this uh, aspect because as we we had for the whole week talks about uh, prayer yes. and in particular yeah, we have the th- this theme of uh, the fire of revival mm. and we talk about prayer and the necessity of prayer and all those things and uh, I just, first of all I may ask you uh, David, is, is it necessary to vote? Yes, it is very necessary to vote. Now you've raised an important matter and that is the whole question of revival and the sharing of the gospel. This is our primary role as God's people to share the good news of Jesus. But the good news of Jesus is more than just for the individual, it's also for the community. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot in the Bible about how nations should run. A righteousness exalts a nation, but sinners are a reproach to any people, not just the people of Israel, not just the people of God, the people of Australia and everywhere else. So we really need righteousness. And I'm not sure that that word has been used very much in the election campaign, but Mm -hmm. I'm using it here with you tonight on the eve of the election. So, yes, we do need to vote. But as Christians, of course, we should see this as a wonderful opportunity to express our citizenship 
not only uh, as people who have citizenship in heaven, but people who have citizenship on earth. The Apostle Paul was pleased to say that he was a citizen of Tarsus in Cilicia and also of Rome, and he used his citizenship rights and privileges on many occasions. So as God's people, we have this opportunity. So I'm, I'm hoping that people will, will turn up tomorrow to vote if they haven't done so already mm. and do so prayerfully and joyfully. I will come back to that one just uh, in a moment. But, um, you know, many people, they are not keen to vote these days Mm -hmm. because um, they say, uh, what's the point? They still do whatever they want. But, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, we should uh, use our uh, rights um, to express our, uh, you know. Yes, well, uh, we will have done our part. Yeah. Although there's much more we should be doing. We should be salt and light as well as just good voters. Mm. And that means that we need to engage in the political process raising our concerns and we need also to be considering to join political parties to reform and to fix those parties because that's where the real power is held that's interesting uh, aspect and uh, but hey uh, let me ask you this because you just mentioned before about prayer um, uh, i mean should we pray Mm. about uh, election in particular or uh, in general, yes. about the government of yes. the country? Well, two scriptures come to my mind. Firstly, it's in uh, Paul's letter, his first letter to Timothy, where he says that he urges uh, as a priority that we pray for kings and all those in authority. So clearly, praying for kings and those in authority is very important. Now, I think Paul is really thinking there about the situation when God's people were in exile in Babylon and the 29th chapter of the book of Jeremiah gives us detail there. In fact, it's God, God himself writing a letter to the exiles saying that they should pray to him for Babylon mm. and pray for its king and seek the shalom or the blessing of Babylon. So God is interested in how communities are run and that means that we should certainly turn up to vote and not just just tick any box, but do so prayerfully yeah. and intelligently, and also praying for whichever party will be forming government. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we'll have a, a verdict by the end of tomorrow evening. But uh, whoever is in power, uh, our prayer should be for them, uh, an ongoing prayer for them. Absolutely right. Even if you disagree with the things going on in the world and most the people I heard around that oh neither this neither that mm. you know everyone has different opinion but mm. as the Bible says it we are invited to pray even for our enemies yes how much more you know for those people who will uh, um, for the next uh, couple of years few years will be in op- office and will impact yeah. each one of us as citizens of this country yeah. yeah I think that's very very important anything else which you like to mention in regard to this yes. Um, yes. time uh, particularly here in Australia when uh, everyone will uh, will go to to vote otherwise they may receive a fine back they, might, uh, yes. <laughs> home. they, will, they will be asked to explain why they hadn't voted yeah if there's a good reason if you were unwell fair enough but if you just couldn't be bothered then you You'll have to pay the $50 fine. Yes. But uh, I do encourage the listeners to go to the Family Voice website. So just Google Family Voice Australia and you'll find us there. We have a, a vote wisely guide. Now, we don't presume to tell people how to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, indeed, it's true that we don't really vote for parties when you think of it. We, we vote for individuals. Mm. Sometimes people can change parties, so you never quite know what you're getting yourself in for. But as we vote for those individuals, we do recognise that they probably do belong to parties and they do have a party approach to many of the key questions but 
in our Vote Wisely Guide, you'll be able to see how the two major parties compare mm. on a range of issues. So we'll let uh, voters make up their own mind, of course, as to how they vote, but that may be useful. Oh, that's very good. And uh, please visit uh, uh, Family uh, Voice Australia website. Yeah. And uh, by the way, just uh, we have with us uh, today here David Lima, which is the director of Family Voice Australia for South Australia and Northern Territory. And David, I just wonder if uh, you like to pray maybe yes, for this uh, opportunity yes. and uh, yeah, for voters uh, tomorrow. Our Father, we give thanks that we live in a largely free country where our elections give us the opportunity to pass our judgment upon governments and elected officials who are there not to be our masters but our servants mm. and we thank you that jesus was our servant and he calls civic authorities to be like him like the one who serves so we pray that whichever party forms government uh, after this election that they will understand jesus as the great servant leader as they open each each day of federal parliament with Christian prayer, may they appreciate the words of the Lord's Prayer, that your kingdom would come and your will be done. So may they be instrumental in that process, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you, David, for being with us today. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Yeah, indeed. Uh, uh, lots of people have uh, lots of questions in regard to how to vote. But uh, today here in the studio on uh, Faith FM Drive Time with Lindy Spelling, we are going to talk a little bit more about uh, uh, revival. And in particular today, the question is, um, is there a solution to carnal Christianity? Now, this is just to follow up uh, from the previous program where we asked the question, uh, carnal Christianity, is it possible? Lindy, what we can um, just, um, uh, in a few words, maybe recap uh, in regard to the previous uh, program. Sure, Nick. I think carnal Christianity is a bit of a difficult concept, and it is, it is a difficult problem as well. You see, the Bible describes those who are still operating in their own flesh or as carnal, and there are other other names throughout scripture like foolish, like lukewarm, like not born again or having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. These are serious comments. And as we looked at this very serious topic, I think we can start to recognize and understand that in our own lives, we're often trying to do things in our own strength. Mm. Mm. You and I, as human beings, we like to achieve things from the moment we're born Going to school, our parents are teaching us to, to strive even more. You know, we crawl, then we walk and we speak and we learn to read and write. So we're always wanting to do things and to be independent. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, in a spiritual aspect of our lives, we need to recognize that we cannot be what God desires us to be. We cannot be overcomers. We cannot have victory over sin. We cannot be the type of people that Jesus was unless we recognize that we have these shortcomings. So mm. it, it is a difficult topic, Nick, and it can take a little while to get your head around, but I'm hoping that as we're talking and sharing this week, there will be for some people uh, an opening of their hearts and they'll go, yes, I think that's me and I want more. Right. I want more. And 
for a Christian, it may be a little bit easy, you know, to understand and to realize that we live uh, under this uh, um, curse, if you like, sin. Yes, and yes. Uh, we, yeah, we do things which we are not happy, and we know that we have a solution, you know. Uh, e- but even though so many Christians still struggle with this um, problem and not giving, uh, give it. To, to God, you know, give it fully to God and allow God to work the transformation, the change in our life. But what would, would we say to those people who may not have anything to do with God, you know, may not have a, a an understanding of the concept of sin and, you know, why these things and hard day, hard times and headaches and things like that are coming in our life? What would you say to this person? I would like to offer hope. I just mm. saw an article in the news today that in Shepparton in Victoria, they have a high incidence of young people becoming discouraged, depressed, and then leading to taking their own lives. And they're very concerned for the community. I would like to offer hope that no matter what your situation or where you are, there is a greater plan. In some ways, this earth is not our home. We have a home that we can go to that is so different. You know, as we're talking about this topic, I wonder for the listeners, have they ever read Revelation? You know, Revelation is a book that can be quite challenging and Mm. quite difficult in some of its language and the way it's presented. And the first part of Revelation, John is talking to these different churches and In chapter 3, we look at one of the churches that it talks about being a lukewarm church. Mm -hmm. Now, if we consider Christianity today, Nick, I think you and I would agree that there's a lot of lukewarm folk. Right. A a lot of lukewarm churches. Yes, they go to church. We can all just go to church. We do all the right things. We might sing the hymns. We might give our offerings. We stand up. We sit down. We have our, our Sundays and Sabbath school lessons. We have all of these things. But it seems like we're lukewarm because the power that the church should have has been diminished. And in Australia, as you look around Australia, you say, is the church making a difference? You know, quite often I've heard of churches going out and knocking on the doors of the neighbours and the neighbours going, I didn't even know you guys were there. We weren't even aware you were there. And so where is the impact, the fire, the power, the revival that we would love to see happening? Because when that happens in our lives, people who don't know anything about God, Nick, they are drawn mm. to God. Mm. They, they hear about this God. They see in other people how God is in our lives. So. Yeah, you, you mentioned about revelation and the reason I just want to, to just for a moment to pause here is because many people, and as you pointed out, they don't even look into the book of Revelation or, or read, understand, uh, because they think, oh, that's a closed book with so many symbols and mm. things hard to understand. Even though in English it makes even more, more sense that it's called revelation, you mm-hmm. know, and in the first verse of the uh, book of Revelation it says the revelation of Jesus Christ, Absolutely. which we, we are all cre- as Christians, we are, um, you know, driven by the teachings of Jesus. Absolutely. And I encourage everyone, and if you're listening there and you haven't read yet the book of Revelation, please uh, put uh, put uh, um, a special, uh, you know, uh, mm. uh, thing there. 
to drive you to read the book of uh, Revelation read because it. it's very important. And and you just mentioned here about the state of, uh, you know, with regard to the church of Laodicea, which is the, the seventh church. Well, Jesus uh, church. is talking to all the different churches, and the last one he talks to is Laodicea. So we would imagine he's talking about the church today, this lukewarm church. And we could say, well, what, why might we be lukewarm? You know, why are we lukewarm and why are we sleepy? Is there something we need? Do we need a greater connection and love for Christ in our lives? Mm. Like falling in love with Christ may be a strange concept, but I love that song. I'm deep in love with you, Abba Father, Mm -hmm. because as we start to consider what Jesus was like, who he was when he was here on earth, the words that he shares with us, they are so powerful and full of love and grace and mercy. I know for me, Nick, I want to know him better. I want to draw closer to him because I look to Christ and see this amazing son of man, son of God, and I just, I'm drawn to him. So what is it in Revelation that Jesus is talking about when he says, you know, I, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you that you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. They were pretty, pretty strong, violent words, you know. Right. Jesus is saying, I would like you to be either cold or hot, not lukewarm. Why would the Bible say that? Can you explain a little bit the difference in between hot or cold? And why the Bible says, ah, oh, you look warm, you know, I will, and the Bible use some language which is not very, uh, it's strong language. It's strong language, you it's know, I will language. spit you out, you know. Absolutely. I will spit, spit you out. I will <laughs> almost vomit you up because, yeah. you know, we, we either want to have a cold drink sometimes or a, or a hot drink. We don't normally want to have lukewarm, but there will be some people that do. But the illustration, what Jesus is saying is, I will spew you out of my mouth because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. So cold in, in people in the church but means perhaps they're just following the form. It's a cultural thing to be part of the church. There's no warmth, no love, no mm. joy, no wanting to share. We're hot. You're on fire. You're passionate about the Lord. You want to share the truths with other people. You don't want to just keep the kingdom of heaven to yourself. You want to include other people and share it with them. You want to bring a change to their lives. And it's interesting that the Bible uses it some language which the people are familiar with uh, because I'm just, I read something about uh, uh, in the context of how John wrote these things and uh, in that part of the world, you know, I heard about that there was like a spring, you know, which was um, uh, quite a nice, refreshing uh, stream of water and um, it was actually brought to the community through whatever was, some uh, pipes or, and by the time it got there to the community, it got uh, warm and you know, it reminds me straight away because I grew up at the farm and I enjoy nice fresh water, you know, from the spring. And when I put in a bottle or something like that, and in the middle of the day, I went to drink some and it was lukewarm. It was not either tea to be hot and enjoy a hot tea, but it was not cold and refreshing. It's not and, I, nice. and I just spit it out of my mouth mm. many mm. times. And I can see here how John is relating this, uh, this story. And God himself is speaking in the language which is familiar Absolutely. with us. Absolutely. And, and he goes on to say, because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. Remember the other night, Nick, we talked about the neighbor who 
recognized his need and he needed bread for himself and bread for the for the visitors who turned up in the middle of the night. He needed the bread of life. And so if people aren't recognizing their need and do not know, it goes on to say you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. Mm. I mean, they're strong words. And yet we sometimes forget that we only breathe and have life because of God. He ordained that we would be living at this time. He breathed the breath of life into us when we were conceived in our mother's womb. Mm. And so sometimes we lose sight of that. And so he notes that we are rich and become wealthy and have need of nothing and are that need we need to need. Can I say that? Say it again. (laughs) That need we need to need. Because we need the bread of life, that missing part that changes everything, that changes our goals, Nick, it changes our hearts, our desires, our passion, and yes, even our love for others. Sometimes it's hard to love others and certainly almost impossible in our own strength. But when the love of Christ is in us, Nick, you can walk down the street and see someone who's homeless and dirty and filthy and and God's love will well up in you for that Mm, person. mm. God's love will well up and you will want to reach out to your brother and sister. Uh, there's a there's a very good testimony from from a lady who's read the Steps to Personal Revival book, and she admitted that she'd been searching for something like this for a long time. So you right. can be a Christian, Nick, and you can think that you know everything's going along quite well, and yet sometimes you start to think, I just feel in a lull. I don't seem to have have a vibrancy about my Christian walk. I seem to be caught up in other things all the time. I have little time to spend in prayer and and in fellowship. Let's face it, Nick, prayer is fellowship with Christ. In a marriage relationship, if we're not talking with each other, sharing with each other, loving each other, the relationship deteriorates, and it's the same as our relationship with Jesus. Mm. And, you know, you remind me of uh, something that is not, Christians in general like that, you know, even when we, you know how we look up sometimes to different people, like even in the church and uh, ministers or this and that and well-known speakers, you know, very uh, eloquent speakers, you know, of the word. I came across so many, uh, Lindy, uh, ministers and pastors who who shared with me um, that they came to a conversion uh, time in their ministry. You know, in their ministry, I remember just an interview with one one pastor which uh, said, hey, I was seven, eight years in my ministry and I realized all of a sudden that uh, where I am, you know, something was missing. missing. And uh, he experienced that uh, need of uh, Mm -hmm. revival in his heart. And as I said a bit earlier, you know, um, to experience this revival, we need to put in place some reforms. Absolutely, absolutely. And we talked yesterday, Pastor Gary and I in Worldwatch, about so many Christians in America have no sort of Bible worldview. And so many pastors, mm. so many leading spiritual leaders have no Bible worldview. So that's that's very unusual. Just finishing off quickly this testimony, mm-hmm. this woman, she testified that, that the Lord she wanted to organize her spiritual life and she realized she needed to completely surrender to Christ. And she testified that from then on, the Lord woke her up every day to have personal devotional time. 
And she noticed that her relationship grew greater. She saw that the Holy Spirit was working on her and she believes the results are awesome. She has a new motivation and joy and other people have noticed a change in her. Yes. So here's a woman who's read this book, Steps to Personal Revival by Helmut Horbel, and she noticed a change in her own life and other people noticed that change too. So that's yes. exciting, Nick. Now that's uh, wonderful. And um, uh, um, Lindy, uh, I'm really, really interested to know a bit more about the book. And to be honest, myself, I haven't read the book yet, you know, okay. and uh, this will be the agenda to get this book and read it. Uh, but I believe our listener, you know, will really benefit uh, about this book. But right now we have another offer for uh, our listener, and that's called The Science of Prayer. Because we talked about how, Im- how important it is to pray, you know, to give yourself to God. You may yes. experience all sorts of things in your life, but the communication. Communication in between us and God is through prayer. And um, this is a book by uh, Peter Gregory. Now, have you ever felt um, like your prayers never passed the ceiling? Uh, that God didn't hear you? That your prayers were still old and stale? Pastor Gregory analyzed the Lord's prayer and compares in, in its uh, parallels with the Ten Commandments. He considers prayers as obedience, sanctifying, and even prophetic. The Lord's Prayer, it's a, um, a benchmark, you know, to, to give attention. My dear friend, this is the book which we give you today, uh, and you just need to send us a text message with the code SA46. SA stands for South Australia. 46 and this book is yours free of charge and no obligation right now we are going to take a short break and have a song and we'll be back shortly please stay with us don't go anywhere this is faith fm drive time bq a with nikrita and lindy spreading Times I've questioned certain circumstances or things I could not understand. Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision and my frustration gets so out of hand. Yes, then I am reminded I've never been forsaken. I've never had to stand the test alone As I look at all the victories The Spirit rises up in me It's through the fire my weakness is made strong He never promised that the cross would not get heavy Or the hill would not be hard to Show up 
myself that I would surely perish If I trust the hand of God, He'll shield the flames again He never promised that the cross would not get heavy This is Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today. It's Lindy Spurring and uh, we are talking about uh, revival. And particularly today, uh, our question is, uh, is there a solution to carnal Christianity? Now, just before the break, we were talking about uh, how carnal we can be. <laughs> and uh, there is a hope for us all. Uh, there is a solution for us all. Now, also, we talked about how important is prayer uh, when um, we approach, you know, uh, God and and. Uh, we are seeking the change we may like to to experience in our life. And we have a book uh, prepared for you in this uh, regard, uh, and that's our free offer for you. Uh, if you haven't claimed this book yet, uh, you can send us a text message to 04-8880811 with the code SA46. And the book is called The Science of Prayer by Peter Gregory. Uh, now, and this is Peter, it's, uh, is just bringing the Lord's Prayer and, and, uh, uh, compare that also with the Ten Commandments. You know, the Lord's Prayer, it's a, uh, beseeching instructional manual. If we each take these instructions and follow them with all our heart, soul, spirit, and mind, our lives will never be the same again. Mm, oh, I really like to give you this book with all my heart, you know, and uh, claim it right now. It's uh, it's your time uh, to send a text message with the code SA46, and you can claim this book. Hey, Lindy, uh, we have, uh, uh, yeah, not that much time left, but we really want to um, to look into this a little bit more uh, today to see if there is a solution uh, for our carnal state and in Christendom, because we are not talking about here only uh, anybody who doesn't know God, but we are focusing also on the people who n- claim to be 
Christians, the children Absolutely. of God. Absolutely. And can we be carnal in the church? We approach these things uh, in previous programs. And uh, what is the solution? It seems like the disciples were carnal, doesn't it, Nick? Mm. Before they came to Pentecost, before they humbled themselves and, and sought the Lord. In finishing up, I just want to share a little bit. When I was in high school, I was in a choir and we did Jesus' coming cantata. And we used to sing this song, you know, in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of themselves. And that's taken from Second Timothy 3. And I just want to read a little bit of this. But know this. <clears throat> Excuse me, because you will, you will recognize some of the attributes, if you like, of someone who's operating in the flesh. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Well, Nick, we're starting to see that now. Absolutely right. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, mm. proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, Unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And then it goes on and Paul says, having a form of godliness but denying its power. You know what worries me about that scripture, Nick? I don't think they're talking just about people in the world. No. Not the natural man. No. Because Paul says they're having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. So in the last days perilous times will come because of all of these things that people are operating in the flesh. They're thinking about themselves. And Lindy, uh, what even more sobering, you know, and, uh, you know, it's sad to realize that all that list almost is ticked, all, all of those things, you know, Absolutely. and you can see that happening. Now, I pray to God that uh, neither me and you or many others, uh, our listeners will, will be in that list, you know, and will find themselves in, in that list, in, in that regard, you know, the, we to, don't want to, be to be in that list. Uh, that's why we are called to be the salt of the world, the light of the that's world. Right. And, you know, it's hard these days, and we are calling here right now for uh, God's people to stand up boldly and to live for God in these circumstances of troublous times, as you just said here, because these things are happening right now, as you just read there uh, in the Bible. And we need courage to really stay solid, firm, to demonstrate that we have that hope in God. But it's supernatural courage, Nick. Mm. I don't always have courage when I face some situations, but it's supernatural courage that comes through the Holy Spirit. We don't want to be taken in by this comfortable, self-deceiving attitude that we can be have a form of godliness but denying the power. Mm. So we're trying to be godly, but we're doing it in our own strength. You know, Nick, there's a there's a really nice song it's by a group called For Him Before the River Came. And I just really like the words. And if you don't mind, I just want to share some of these words. Sure. It says, I've been looking at the past. I've wasted too much time on things that won't last. I've built a kingdom out of rubble and sand, but I don't want to hold on to it all. I'm ready for the river to run and wash it away. You know, we need that Living water, don't mm, we? You know, we mm. can describe the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God in so many ways. The chorus goes like this. Come, sweet water, cleanse my soul. Shower me and make me whole. 
Consume me with your healing flood. Leave no traces of the man that I was before the river came. And I just love those words. It goes on, there's no freedom in the chains. You know, sometimes we think we can be involved in all sorts of things and that we're free to choose this, that, or the other. But let's be honest, we only can have two masters we can serve, really. We can choose the enemy or we can choose Christ. Christ gives us a choice. We can come to him willingly. The enemy gives, will, Encourage and push and force and, and ensnare us. And then we can be caught in chains. And it goes on to say, they'll hold you captive to the guilt of your stains. One drop of water brings an ocean of change. And I long to move on from it all. I'm ready for the river to run and wash it away. Right. Do we want that river of living water? A beautiful. And you know, the living water, when you mention those words, you know, uh, it, it rings in my ears, you know, that Jesus says, I am the living water. Right. We may look for certain things in life, even in, in, in the church, Lindy, in, in Christendom. Um, but the only thing which we need to uh, to focus on is about uh, uh, the living water, uh, Jesus Christ himself. Because, you know, those beautiful words, as you just uh, read from uh, th- that song, you know, sometime can be can be very, um, how to say, um, routine. Uh, it can be, and we used to go even to church and say very nice uh, uh, prayers, and maybe even listen to very nice uh, sermons and all those things. But it can happen that uh, it could be dry. It could be maybe lukewarm, as you just said a bit earlier. And the call is here, Lindy, that we need to be genuine Christian. We need to revive. We need to uh, to. Uh, Stand Absolutely. for for our faith and Absolutely. belief. Absolutely, and that's what it says in in Revelation three two. This is what Jesus is saying through the the um, John the Revelator or the Apostle John. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. Look at all the different words that describe this, this experience that we can have. Mm. You know, to be to be purchasing gold mm. refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see as many as I love I rebuke and chasten as parents we sometimes rebuke and chasten our children because we want for their well-being and here's God saying you know you've you've chosen or you're 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 lukewarm you're not really one way or the other which means you can be impacted and influenced one way or the other. Yes. He's saying, buy from me gold refined in the fire. So, Nick, I think we want that living water. We want to be refined in the, fi- the refiner's fire. Yes, it can be difficult, but when we come out the other side, we never want to trade for what we've discovered when we're walking with the Holy Spirit. And I think, you know, if any of us are listening and, and I'm in my own life, I recognize that I've been carnal, that I've been operating in the flesh and I can still be tempted to go back. I, we can very quickly become spiritual, Nick. It's not a big exercise. It's just like saying to the Lord, Father God, can you come into my life in a new and powerful way? I want to surrender more of my heart, more of my life. And when we live in the Holy Spirit, we can grow to the fullness of our Lord and Savior Jesus. That's what wonderful. What an amazing promise. For yes, us. 
And you know, when you look at this, um, uh, Lindy, God is interested in us with everything. Amen. You know, as uh, John 3.16 says that uh, God so loved the world Mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten son, you know, that whosoever, and this is the thing, whosoever believe in him will have everlasting life. You see, the offer is there, but we need to accept it. We need to do something ourselves. Now, we are not saying here that salvation comes by works, but actually works and obedience is very important. Absolutely. And I believe in in, uh, in this context, as we look at um, uh, today, Lindy, uh, is that possible? Is there a solution for our carnal, um, you know? Uh, it's a remedy. Uh, yeah, is, is there a, a remedy? remedy? Is there a remedy? And, and the only remedy, as I uh, looked uh, here, it's... Uh, to drink from that living water, to have Jesus in our life, to allow him to um, revolutionize our life, you know, Absolutely. rather than we to try, you know, I mean, we and uh, and do all sorts of things by the manual or by the, the book, you know, uh, and be dry, like the hills of, uh, um, the Bible says of, Gilboa, mm. uh, that refers to um, to a battle there when uh, a king of Israel, Saul, you know, he lost his life there and his dear son, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, they make a song out of that, you know, uh, how terrible that was, you know. But hey, Lindy, in the next maybe just five minutes or so, is that anything which you can pull together to bring it together a little bit and, and just share with our listener, uh, maybe even a bit of your own uh, experience in regard to, to this battle, if you like, because I believe uh, each one of us and I can share that uh, my battle, you know, and how I, uh, come to God and allow God to, to make changes in my life. Would you be able to bring together a few thoughts? Yes, for sure. I'm always happy to share what God's done in my life, Nick. As I reflect on being raised in a a home, a church home, and learning some of the principles and values, learning the Bible stories, and many of us know all the Bible stories. We know about Daniel in the lion's den and Noah and the ark and the baby Jesus, the Christmas story. There's so many different things that we as Christians will know about, but It's not just about knowing what's in the Bible. It's about knowing the author of the Bible, who is the author and finisher of our faith. And I wish I'd understood this many years ago, Nick, when I was struggling to be the sort of Christian that I wanted to be. There was a book once called What Would Jesus Do? And I thought that was a great book. And I thought, yeah, I'd like to apply those principles in my life. What would Jesus do in this situation? And what would Jesus do in that situation? But as I went along in life and life becomes busy and you're a wife and a mother and you're working and you're a sister and a friend and a daughter, all the different roles that all of us can have in different ways, I discovered that I was causing problems for myself. I didn't feel that I was a good example to others, mm. that I wasn't. And and that's the thing, isn't it, Nick? If If we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're reflecting the character of Christ, two things are going to happen, Nick. One, there's probably going to be a little bit of trouble coming because the enemy doesn't like it. And two, 
we're going to uh, be bright in the community. There will be people that will be drawn to the church and to Christ yes. through us all lit up, not all dulled and, and flat, as you were saying before. And so we have this choice, Nick. We have a choice. God will never force himself upon us. We have a choice to move out of mediocrity into something that is amazing mm. and powerful. Mm. And I needed to go through some cleansing. I needed to go through some forgiving of others. I needed to step away from some things, Nick, and decide what was the most important thing mm. for me. All right. I mean, that's wonderful to to hear, uh, Lindy. And uh, yes, uh, you testifying that uh, even here on air, uh, that there was a time in your life uh, uh, when you realize things, you know, and you wanted to be different, to be changed. Now, my, my dear listener there, um, we are all in the same boat, you know, uh, we are all sinners, but we all desire, I believe, uh, a better uh, life. And God has prepared for us that. You know how uh, when Jesus uh, uh, left this world, uh, you know, in a, when he ascended to heaven, you know, the disciples, those friends of his who were with him for three and a half years and started to to really know him and love him and all those things, they were sad, you know, they were sad that Jesus is going. and But Jesus comforted them, you know, and the, the angel, you know, coming and say, hey, you know, uh, behold, you know, behold, stay strong. Um, I will come again. Absolutely. I will come again. And, and, and Jesus says, you know, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then I will come back to take uh, you with me, take you home. And, you know, this is the time of preparation, Lindy. It is. And uh, we are uh, through very troublous times, to be honest, all around the world. I never, I believe in history was something like this, was this so general, so global. And it's, I will say from my point of view, for my understanding, you know, uh, it's only the beginning of the sorrows. More things will come, but will come very fast. It will come very fast, as the Bible says, you know, that these things will come after each other, you know, very fast. And But we need not fear. We need not fear, and we need to know what Jesus says, because Jesus says, when you'll see all these things happening, lift up your heads That's towards right. heaven, because your redemption it comes there. And yeah, look, this is uh, wonderful to be able to look at um, this aspect of, uh, um, you know, uh, revival, uh, revival. The, the fire of revival. Right. And uh, as uh, we already looked at, uh, you know, a few aspects uh, and there is more to come because um, during this week, uh, Lindy, we, we talked about uh, what is uh, Jesus most uh, popular message and then also we ask the question what did Jesus teach about the Holy Spirit you know the power of the Holy Spirit because many people uh, some people uh, how to say uh, uh, neglect the power of the Holy Spirit or some people give another uh, dimension you know which which can be extreme also we have to understand what the Bible says in this regard uh, also we, we look at this is there a spiritual cause to problems in church, in the family of God. And um, then just the other day, uh, we talked about uh, carnal Christianity. And today we, we try to find a little bit, a uh, few more ways how to uh, overcome Absolutely. this uh, carnal, uh, you know, uh, um, yeah, uh, life 
which we have all. So we take to heaven, Nick, our character. Yes. That's what we take. Absolutely right. Now, uh, Lindy, just before we will uh, end with a word of prayer, I'd like to mention this book again uh, to yes. our uh, listener. And my dear friend, uh, if you haven't uh, requested yet, uh, the free offer which we have for today is called The Science of Prayer. Um, learning from the master and this is by Gregory uh, Peter Gregory and uh, it's about you know um, uh, taking the Lord's Prayer also in the context of the Ten Commandments and uh, Gregory just says yeah the Lord's Prayer is a, a beseeching instructional manual if you each take these instructions as uh, and follow them with all, all your heart, you know, soul, spirit, and mind, our lives will never be the same. And I will uh, wish, you know, for you that your life will not be the same again, you know, after uh, reading this book or even listening to this broadcast, and you'll be changed and uh, changed in the image of uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. Lindy, I wonder if you could close with a word of prayer. I'd love to. And- <clears throat> what I'd really like to do, Nick, if you don't mind, I want to read a prayer from Ephesians three fourteen to 21. It's a beautiful prayer, and I want to illustrate that we can use the scriptures in our prayers, and it makes it very powerful. So let us pray. Father God, you're such an awesome God and worthy of our praise. You created heaven and earth and all that is in it. And in reading from Ephesians three fourteen to 21, I pray this. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, each and every person that is tuning in and listening this afternoon, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. 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 My dear listener, uh, that's all for today. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, and uh, stay with us for the whole uh, time. I'm inviting you to come back again when we'll continue to look into this uh, topic, uh, fire of revival. Until then, may God richly bless you and have a safe walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 